Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Keeper. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the one stop shop for all of us out there. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. Don't forget, Click on the banner that will be up January 1 on keyforinktesting.com and do your shopping through that banner. That helps us. That lets Rocky Mountain know that you're purchasing their products because you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank you. And, of course, Fly Racing. Dude, all I know is that gear is good. Uh, I have Michael Allen in studio, which we will get to in a minute. But every time I go back and ride with Fly Racing Light Hydrogen Gear, it makes me happy. Um, I have a smile on my face. It's comfortable, long-lasting gear, ventilates well. You can go check that out and so much more. If you're a snowmobile guy, they have that. BMX, they kill it at the BMX track. And they have some cool casual stuff for the ladies. Guys, Christmas time, what, 12 days away? Get your lady some fly racing casual. They have some cool puffer jackets for ladies. Heather looks really cute in it. Flyracing.com, look it up. Of course, we're going to talk about these guys today on this podcast, Racetech, Racetech.com. You want your engine done, suspension serviced, or revalved, head over to the guys at Racetech.com. Andrew, Rob, and the fellows are great people. If you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com, and we'll line you up with those dudes and get you down on either the trail or the track, whatever you prefer. And last but not least... ProTaper, ProTaper.com. That's on me, my fault. ProTaper.com. You guys want a bar that flexes, is strong, and has probably the best bends out of anyone else out there? ProTaper.com. Go check them out. They have at least eight different bends in an Evo and six different bends in a Fusion. I've been going back and forth between a crossbar and then a crossbarless bar. So depending what type of guy you have at your house... Mike, what are you, a crossbar guy or? I am a non-crossbar guy. Non-crossbar guy. I mean, I will if, if I have a bike and it has it, that's fine, but I prefer without. Okay, protaper.com, check them out. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the 2006 YZ125 Craigslist build in this episode. If you guys are interested in Yamaha, go visit Power Motorsports. They're up in Oregon. And David Sibley is the guy. You guys want a discount, Kiefer-tested discount? You can email me or just hit up them, ask for David, tell me, listen to the show, and you'll get a kick-ass deal. Power Motorsports in Oregon. All right, Michael Allen, my buddy. He's a longtime test rider here. He migrated over to, um, from Dirt Rider to Kiefer, Inc. In 2017. You're an OG. Uh, I, I guess you could. I did ask a couple other people that did not migrate over with me. You got shut down? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Good choice. How'd that turn out? Uh, bad for them. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. Um. 
So we're here to talk about today, a lot of you guys are up my ass about used bikes, which used bikes you buy, how come you don't buy used bikes, Kiefer? Well, Michael purchased a 2006 YZ125 from Craigslist for eighteen hundred bucks. Eighteen hundred bucks. I was I, I knew I wanted an 06. Yeah. Because 05 was the first year aluminum frame. 06 was the first year of the SSS stuff. I do believe mm-hmm. of that suspension, and I knew that's what I wanted. Um, in 2017, just after I got married, like a month after, I knew I was going down to Takata to race, and uh, I was in the mad rush to find a bike. Craigslist every day at work on lunch, and I finally found the one. Drove up to Ridgecrest after work, so I didn't get home until like midnight after buying the bike. It was a little rough when I what got it. What was the owner like? Owner was a beginner. He okay. said, oh, my good friend told me to get a 125 because it's a really mellow, good beginner bike. And I was like, Ugh, 125 is not so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was a little roach when I got it, but uh, I, I rode it for two years before it really needed this project that we're doing that we did. Okay, two questions for yeah. you. And I think other people on this podcast will want to know why a two-stroke, and then why a one-twenty-five. Uh, two-strokes because I mean everyone says oh four-strokes are time bombs. They're mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. I haven't had that experience with them, but just for me, two-strokes are just they're easy to work on. You don't have to worry about valves and all that bullshit. You just mix the gas and ride it. Mix and gas haul ass. Mix, I don't know if I, I don't haul ass apparently. We'll and off road. Later. We're going to talk about you not respecting the desert, but anyway. Um, and then uh, 125 <laughs> because I, you know, I I don't like 450s really. I mean, I, I'll ride them off road, but I prefer 250Fs, and I really prefer 125s. They're just for me. They're a lot of fun. I you're not going fast, right. but you feel like you're going fast. You're revving the shit out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I just enjoy riding it. It's funny, I do not like riding a YZ125 in moto, but I like it in off-road. Just like for the same reason you do. I don't want to go 100 mile an hour, especially out here on the West Coast. Yeah. I know you guys back east listen to this. You guys listen to the YZ125X podcast. That bike would probably be a badass in the woods. Yeah, bike You'd probably be, be all about that. Right. It'd probably be really fun. Yeah. So this podcast, we're going to go over what Mike has done. We had some of our advertisers involved in this build, of course. Michael is going to go over why he did the things he did and, of course, what was involved and how the bike came out. You guys can check the bike out. I'll throw some photos up on keyforinktesting.com. Of course, you can check out the social media, Testing. That's on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. But let's just get down to it. You come home midnight, pull in your house, you unload it. That year, it was 2017 when I bought it. and uh, Oh, it's been that long? It was been, it's been that long. So I bought it, and it was like I was racing it in like nine days. So I was like, uh, let's just do the basics. So it has roached out plastics, everything. I threw a set of bars on it, good levers, and just went and raced it right off the bat. Like, it was pretty roached. But I had fun. I did. I don't remember how well I did that year, but I had a lot of fun doing it. That was Takati? That was Takati. Okay. Um, and then after that, I spent my own money, which sometimes you get mad at me for, if, right. you know, whatever. So I actually went and bought the restyle kit for the plastics to make it look like and a And who current. has that, UFO? Uh, UFO does. I think, I, I remember buying mine from Polysport, I think. Okay. Um, but I just, I bought that. I wanted to make it look more current. So that had, that was all I had done to it. I raced it last year again. The, hold on. Oh boy. What, what is involved in that kit? Because um, I get some questions on that too. So uh, for the front fender okay. is different and... You really have to drill two new holes in the front fender because they're a little different uh, triple clamps on the older bikes. Okay. But two new holes, 
new rear fender, new airbox, new um, radiator shroud. You get a new airbox. New airbox, yeah. I'll be down. Um, mm. That actually, we will get into that as of why my bike needed to be rebuilt. Oh, I, you fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah. But uh, gas tank's the same. I mean, really, that bike's, it kind of proves, has been the same since 06. Yeah. Um, okay, so you got that. Got that. Uh, rebuilt it in terms of the uh, the restyle kit. Raced it the next year. Had a blast. Last winter, we had a lot of rain. Yep. Um, I was neglectful towards my bike, and I was like, it's been wet. We've been riding off-road. How dirty can the air filter get? Right. And then Did, Yamaha's, to your credit, they don't usually get that dirty. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I wasn't checking it. Then came up here to ride with one of my buddies, climbing a long sand hill. Wide open, just like 125, and just, yeah, locked up. Seized up. And. Tis the season. I, I was like, this this isn't good. I was three miles from uh, the truck, luckily uphill, and coasted back down to the truck. <laughs> luckily uphill? Luckily uphill. Well, no, I, I was uphill. Coasted, oh, coasted so you're down. down okay, okay. And I actually made it halfway, had a beer in my fanny pack, stopped and watched. I remember watching the Seven Deuce Deuce qualify for one of the rounds. I pulled it up on my phone. I had service. So you're in the middle of the desert. It's in the middle of the desert. Watching Entignap. Well, drinking a beer. Drinking a beer. You know how many people probably love that? <laughs> With a blown up bike, just sitting there. <laughs> just enjoying life. <laughs> exactly. Dude, Waiting that's for my, gnarly. I knew my buddies were coming back on the same trail. Michael's so the waiting. only buddy that I have that I will go trail riding with. When I do trail ride, when? and it's not like I do it a lot, maybe three times a year. Right. Uh, he will have beers in his fanny pack. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, not every trail ride. I don't understand that, yeah, well, but you know. I know a lot of guys do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't get hammer drunk, but you know. Right. So how many do you have? Two, usually? Uh, I'll carry two, but that doesn't mean I drink two. I usually carry one, and then I'll share one with a buddy. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, the bike blew up. I get back. I literally got home, washed it, and threw it in my garage and didn't even want to look at it because I was kind of pissed because I missed out on perfect conditions that day. So about a month later, I pulled the seat off. And when I did the airbox, there's a big hose clamp that clamps the uh, air filter cage to the airbox. Right. And uh, apparently I didn't put it on very well because the whole air filter was just sitting in the bottom of the airbox. Wow. So all these times when I wasn't checking the air filter, right. it was just sucking in whatever was in the airbox. So now we have... A blown-up bike. A blown-up 06YZ125. Yeah. And this is where I get involved. Right. Right. So Michael says, hey... I would love to get a rebuild kit. I don't want to spend the money on the OEM stuff, correct? And and, right. and if I'm telling the story wrong, please interject. No, you're, yeah, you're right. Um, so I said, perfect. Uh, what better way to test some of the stuff PivotWorks has? They're a yep. sponsor here. Right. Uh, they have kits called Wrench Rabbit Kits. Yep, complete. Everything you need to rebuild your bike is comes in this one box. Bottom end, top end, Everything, every seal, every ga- it even came with gaskets and seals. Like I didn't rebuild the water pump when I did it, but it came with all the stuff to do it. Like it just everything was there. So before we move ahead, so if you guys want anything from Pivot Works or Wrench Rabbit, always email me Chris at keyforinktesting dot com. There is a discount code there. We have that. I can get you in contact with the correct people, and we can help you along and save yourself some money. So Michael does this. You order the complete kit. It, it uh retail on that complete kit for like I said everything that comes in the thing retail was five fourteen ninety five which is far 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 cheaper than trying to replace everything with OEM parts. Did you ever figure that out? It was over six hundred dollars cheaper. Okay. than it would have been. So it's half. I would say probably more than half because it comes with all that stuff. Right. Um, and in the past, I'm not going to lie, I've been a little weary about some aftermarket stuff. I heard some, That's what was my next question. I heard some kind of scary stuff about some certain companies, and I was like, ah, you know what, let's try it. Like you said, it's a sponsor. Let's 
We haven't tried anything right. from them as far as something like that. Exactly. So after all is said and done, we'll get through the whole story later. But, I mean, you heard it today when we rode Glen Helen, and yeah. it sounds good, and it, it's fast. When, when you open up the kit, is there anything that you feel like is not as quality? Does it no. feel like... Uh-uh. I felt everything. And this is no... I, I right. don't I don't know. No, that's no, what I'm asking you. Because I would like to know as well. Because I'm a big OEM dude. Right, so am I. I always have been. I just... My wallet wasn't a big OEM dude when I was going to rebuild it. <laughs> right. And I was like, let's try it. So sure shit. Yeah, everything that came in the kit was really quality. Even the way... Down to the way it was packaged. The nice box that everything came in. I was really impressed. Piston? Piston. Yep. Vertex piston. Vertex. Yes. So vertex piston, rings. Yep. And then piston obviously rings, all the gasket all seals and everything. Yep. Sweet, five hundred fourteen bucks. Five hundred fourteen bucks done, shipped to your house. Okay. Um, How, I'm so not, go ahead. I'm not a I'm not a bottom end rebuilder guy. I've done top ends. I've done top ends on four strokes and everything. It's not my thing. I'm I'm really mechanical, but I've never done a bottom end. I actually bought a case splitter and stuff to do this because I was like, you know what? It's about time I learn. Uh, I ended up taking it up to my parents' house, and my brother is. Uh, he he can do these type of things. He's done a bunch of rebuilds and stuff. So I had him come over and he went over it with me and we rebuilt the bottom end together in my parents' garage. Pretty so basic. Pretty basic, really. I, I it's, is this something I could do if I watched you do it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like oh, wow. I was I was pretty nervous at first. I'm like, you know, you pull you split the cases and there's a lot of parts in there, gears and you know, shift forks and all that stuff. And I was like, oh boy, this is gonna. I don't where am I going to keep all these parts? Like it's going to be a shit show, but, right? He went through it with me step by step, piece by piece, and it was really basic. I mean, there's little tricks. Like, you know, you throw the bearings in the freezer. That way, when you go to put them in the case, you heat the case, and that way, you know, you have a smaller bearing, and then a larger case after it gets heated falls, falls right in. Stuff like that, little tricks he showed me that. Man, we could go so many ways with that. <laughs> Fall right in the hole. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a lot more user-friendly, not user-friendly, but uh, easier than I thought it was going to be. Okay, you have the kit, put the piston in, yep. you got the motor together, Yep. what's next? What'd you do? Uh, I wanted to ride it because, you know, this is October, and Takati's coming up again. Hold up. Oh, oh boy. Didn't we get, What did you get in a, 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 a valve? A valve. From Moto Tessinari? Uh, yeah, do? the V Force. Yeah, but I, I got that like two years ago, or no, a year ago, probably. Okay, but let's and talk about that too, that. because I know that's an important aspect to that bike. Yep. You screw that up, or something happened there too. Uh, sometimes, from what I have had read and and learned, sometimes aftermarket reed blocks don't uh, seal to the engine case perfectly with the gasket or or anything. Because honestly, those cases aren't blueprinted. Exactly, they're not blueprinted, so there's a little step or whatever. Right. So. For the last year I was riding it, I had a little seepage where the uh, reed block mates to the case. Okay. There's a little bit of gas down there, just enough to where it would you know collect the dust and it just kind of looked like shit. So I did a little bit of research, and I found that if you use some silicone, uh, you know, obviously silicone that will deal with petroleum or gas. Um, so I sealed it back up and when I redid the rebuild, and sure enough, no more leak and uh, it's a perfect seal. Did you notice a difference between going from the stock valve to this? I found a, a, a little more bottom end power. Okay. Um, didn't really mess with the, the over rev or anything. Jetting? Uh, jetting was way off when I got the bike. Like, oh. it was supposed to have a 140 in it, and it had a 180 in it. Holy so it balls. was way rich. Right. Uh, but once I rejetted correctly, it was. Do I, we have jetting specs here? Um, I can find them. I actually got them off of Pro Circuit's website. They have a, a rough jetting um, chart on oh. their website for. All years. That's cool. Um, so I based it off of that, and it was really close to being right on. So basically stock needle. Stock needle. Just different positions. Middle, middle, I, I went middle position. Um, so third? 
and third position, and then went with their uh, 140, or no, I'm sorry, not 140. I think it was a 120 main. Okay. Uh, and then a 45 pilot. And it's, no, it seems it, crisp, right? It's really crisp, yeah. It yeah. runs really good. Like I said, it was so rich before. It was ridiculous. It was, you know how you can uh, tell two-stroke beginner riders got the black shit yeah, out of the... seeping out the yeah, hole. Yeah. I look like a total beginner rider because there's just shit out the back of the muffler. Right. And then now that I rejetted it, way better. And you're running pump fuel? Pump fuel, yeah. And what for oil? Uh, I run Amsoil Synthetic. Okay. I have a bunch at the house, and that's what I've always run. <sighs> 40 to 1. Oh blood lubricants. Blood just lubricants. want to say blood lubricants. Well, let's get some. We'll Amsoil is not a show sponsor, Michael. Okay. Well, go ahead. Have a sip of your beer. Go on. Mm. So if you guys were at the beginning of the show and you heard that crack, that crack is Mike's beer can opening because not only are we going to talk about this YZ125, and I didn't open the show with this, but we're going to talk about Mike, his racing at Takati, how I dis- really disappointed in him. I was. Fuck. And All right. his little, he just had a uh, little Oliver. He's a little five and a half month boy. And uh, Michael's a little bit different. So we're going to cover some things here in this podcast. We're going to start first with this 06. Yep. And we're going to lead into some life things. Getting deep today. Yeah. So Mike had to have a beer to open this up because he's a little stressed out. He doesn't know where I'm coming with this conversation. When you call me and you go, hey, I got bullet points for tomorrow, I'm like, oh, fuck, you got bullet There's points. There's bullet points. Okay, so anyway, back to the bike. Yeah, we got the motor together. I uh, got the motor together, went trail riding, wanted to break it in. I only had a few weeks before racing Takate, came up here with a buddy. Um, this is going to lead to me not respecting off-road because I called Kiefer and said, hey, buddy, um, I yard-sailed myself by your house. Um, Here's the thing, guys. Look, Mike's a great rider. I feel like Mike is a better off-road rider than me. Uh, I don't know if we go that far, but... Okay, go ahead. And some of that is, I think... <laughs> Sending it. Yes, and it's so... We're going to cover this, but you send it in certain areas, and then you don't in other areas where you should. Probably right, yeah. So Mike is notoriously known, for at least for me, is when we go riding, he crashes. No, and it's no on easy, dumb shit. Easy. So, like, he'll he'll go... Like, I'm on a trail going down a hill, and you'll see Mike 50 feet off the trail doing his own thing passing me and i feel like mike's it's like it's like a race and i'm just like i'm just riding so this leads me to the respect of the the desert i'm not like, a crasher though you, you crashed some big times like you've got a concussion on a bomb run that was you crashed ago. out in rich crest with me you you went bombing down to hit a rock you you, you crashed out here near you make me sound like a yard sailor just sender you when you crash you crash pretty but pretty good oh i'm only broken one bone on a motorcycle in my life you got lucky okay so you're flexible good for you <laughs> So anyway, this leads me to like, hey, man, just back it down a little bit. We're trail riding. Enjoy yourself. Well, I get this call. Hey, man, I got my bike together. It runs really good, but I, I end up crashing right off the bat. And how bad was my bruise? It was bad. Yeah. I, like I, My front end washed off the side. I hit the ground, and my bike came over and landed on top of me, broke a brake lever, everything. I'm off-road guy, so, of course, I had parts with me, fixed it, and continued riding. Right. But, uh, yeah, my whole right side and even onto my dick, and balls. Right. Was all black and blue. It was gnarly. It was bad. And I did, and I did see all of it. Yeah, he saw all of it. Absolutely. And it's, it's a, it's it a scary bad. sight. Uh, but after that, I was like, okay, well, now I got to add some parts. Add some parts. And I was like, you know what? Since we're here and, and you and I had talked, let's. we did the motor. Why don't we kind of turn it into a project? The wheels were roached out that were on it. Uh, suspension, I felt, actually, when I trail rode that one, that time, this last time, I knew something just wasn't right. Like, it's just... 
it's old. It's in 06. So yeah, and you have no idea what... I don't know what's in it. it you guys was ever rebuilt it. It was rebuilt by, I forget what company, but it's kind of Johnny's those, Bump Sticks and exactly, Ridgecrest or some exactly. shit. And right. I'm like, eh, how good can it really be? So uh, I called Chris, and we decided to do a little project out of it, which I really appreciate. And, yeah, so uh, we started out with just like, hey, it's going to be a Wrench Rabbit rebuild thing, and we did that. Right. It's up on keyforingtesting.com. Yep, yep. But I was like, you know what? It's cool. You know, Racer X does bike builds. Jay Clark does a lot of cool shit. Yep. I go, man, let's just do a real life. You're just a normal dude, yep. blue collar guy. I got an 06 YZ125. Let's do a project bike. Right. So you started calling around, right. got some parts. So go so, ahead. So uh, the wheels were roached out on it. And I called W and I uh, talked to John. John's a great guy, John- by the way, with a hot wife. John's basement <laughs> is fuck, by the way. John, if you're listening, I don't care. You're getting a basement husband T-shirt. I never met him in person. I, every time did you I meet went Kristen? There, uh, no, I did not. Uh, every time I went there, uh, he was out of the office. But uh, cool guy. So I kind of wanted to go approach it as, oh, I don't need new hubs. I don't need you know carbon hubs. You know, I don't need all that fancy bullshit. No. And I would argue ninety percent of people don't need all that fancy bullshit. Yeah, you're not Joe Aloff or David Martinez. No, God, I wish. Right. So I was like, you know, why don't we use the stock hubs? And John mentioned seracoding them, and I was like, well. You know, what are the options with that? He sent me some color options. So before we keep going with there, yep. for the people that are listening to this, don't know what that is. What is Cerakote? The way it was explained to me is it's not an anodizing. It's it's kind of like a mix between an anodizing and a powder coat. Okay. Is the way it was explained to me. So it's a lot lighter than a powder coat, so you don't have to go and chase all the holes, the threaded holes afterwards, so you can thread bolts right into them and everything. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, with it's a powder as, coat, you not have... Not as coarse, maybe? Not as coarse, not as thick. Yep. Um, anodizing scratches a lot easier, so this is kind of like an in-between. Okay. Um, he gave me some different color options. I went with like a magnesium color. I think it, it looks, looks good, re- yeah. I think it looks really good. Um, I went with blue wheels. Chris said he might have gone black. Just the way that... I love blue wheels. Right. But I feel like... And I know black wheels, black hoops are played out, but I think it would have looked good with your color scheme on your bike. I think That's all. You're probably right. It, yep. w- it would have. Um, but I went blue. I wanted it to look really current. Um... And then uh, new spokes as well. So I brought them. They were pretty close to my shop. I only it was on like a twenty minute drive, so I didn't ship them. Um, usually their deal is um, seven twenty five for the the wheel rebuild with you know your hubs, and they have um, hoops and spokes. So seven twenty five plus shipping is what it normally is. I wanted to save on the shipping, so I drove out there myself and dropped off my hubs. You can lean back and put that laptop on your lap if you want to do it like that. He's getting a nicer. Her. He's getting uh, nervous, peeps. Easy. Yeah, uh, so <clears throat> I went out there, gave them my hubs. Um, they turned it around really quick. It's uh, it's usually about a week and a half turnaround time. He said sometimes it depends if the Cerakoting or not. It can be up to two weeks. But uh, they turned it around really quick for me. I got them back. I have never had new wheels in my life on a bike. Oh, really? Oh, never. What do you mean? You got new bikes? I've never owned a new... This is... I actually have this Are you talking about Owned. Yes, owned. Correct. Okay, got I it. have never. This is the newest motorcycle I have ever personally owned in my life. Really? It's an 06. Yeah, never owned a newer bike than this. How many new bikes did you get growing up when your mom never. and dad bought it? Never. Oh, never. Never. Never, never got a new bike. Never. Jesus. Um. So like to me, this is all a big deal. Like I'm like a little kid. Like yeah, that's awesome. New wheels. Never had new wheels before. Um. I got them. They look really good. I felt bad because the first I know you're place like I'm gonna go roach them yeah. out. First place I go. Um. I I put on some Michelins. Uh. Put on some Star Crosses. Yep. Um, I had Randy had sent me a set of bibs last year, so mm-hmm. I put bibs in it. I prefer bibs, especially down there off road. Dude, bibs is the way to go for off road. You can run into anything you want, not worry about flats. It's so nice. And when uh, I ran with Ricky's bike at the Heron Hound, 
I've never raced with bibs before. I mean, motocross, right. but not off-road. Right. And I'm always worried about like hitting little rock ledges and just little pinch Pinches, things. Yeah. Dude, it's just less stress on you. And it's like, I, I personally like the dead feeling that you can just run into. It doesn't bounce back, you know, right. kick you sideways or anything. I prefer it. So I spoon those on with the Michelin tires. Um, and I felt bad because the first place I'm going is Takate. Yeah. And it's scheduled for rain, and it's just going to get thrashed. Um, the one thing I will say... I've heard from people who get new wheels sometimes that you really got to check your spokes. You got to check your spokes. Got to check them. So I brought a spoke wrench with me. Never once during the race, because I actually checked it at the remote pits because mm-hmm. you have some time for the reset right. of the enduro. Never did I have a loose spoke. So they do a very good job in rebuilding. You running a kickstand on that thing? No kickstand. Okay. No. But I did have the Malcolm Smith in the pit. So that was really God, cool. Dude, Just, can we talk about that for a few minutes we'll real get, quick? Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. So Mike drove down to Takati, and if you guys look on my Instagram, Keyfring Testing, Mike was the one that picked up the Malcolm Smith. You drove down to Takati with him. Yep, it was. Uh, I've become friends with Alexander, who's Malcolm's son over the who years. Who runs Malcolm Smith Motorsports. Who runs Malcolm Smith Motorsports. He's the GM. Um, and I've become friends with him over the years, and he was like, hey, my dad's going to come. So, of course, I try to play it cool. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. But in, in my head, I'm like, that's badass. Oh, my God, Malcolm Smith's coming. He's right. going to be the same car as me. Yeah. So, we go this to This isn't the first time, though. No, I've done it before, but right. still, it's exciting. Like, yes. I mean, as a kid, I can't tell you how many times I watched on any Sunday. I Countless times. As Can a I kid. tell you something? What do you got? You've never seen it. I'm going to leave. I don't even know. So that. now you know how I feel when I ask you if you've seen Jerry Maguire. That's or... bullshit compared to On Any Sunday. I, I agree. I'm not going to okay, hate. Well, no we're going to have something to watch soon. So. No hate comms, but I've seen On Any Sunday in bits and pieces. Okay, you got to sit down for the whole experience. What I don't even know. What why. about On Any Sunday 2? Is that legit? Not as good. Okay. It, I mean, it's okay, but it's not. So as Malcolm's good. in your car. He's Malcolm's 80. Car. What now? He's, uh, I, I don't know the exact date. I would... If I had to guess, I would say 83, 84. And he has Parkinson's. He has Parkinson's, but uh, he has, from what I understand, um, a, a device, you would say, in his head to so he doesn't shake. So it's not real obvious that he has Parkinson's. He's, okay. he's soft-spoken. Um, but you told me he's with it. He's very with it. Mentally, he's totally with it. He, he's one of those people that doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, you listen. And right. like there will be witty comments that come out, and it's like, oh, he's... He's listening. How I knew he was with it, if you go back to the archives in Dirt Rider, we had every year we had a guest um, editor. Right. Once a year. Yep. And I'm pretty sure it was our December issue. And Malcolm was our guest editor. And we had the pleasure of having him at the offices for a couple days, going through photos, articles, and just things like that. And man, obviously, yeah, I didn't see on any Sunday, but I know who Malcolm is. I know the history. I, I know a lot about him. And, man, it was a pleasure to have him in the office, dude, because there's not too many people I respect. As much. There's just not a lot of quality people yep. that we can look up to in our sport yep. coming from that era. Here's here's the way I, I kind of explained it and thought this was really cool. So, like we said, Alexander runs the dealership. He's the GM. Right. Malcolm made him work, I believe, a year, but at, at least a significant amount of time in every single department. Before he basically gave him the reins and said, "Okay, you're." So you had to work in sales. You had to work in service. The you only had to work one in I parts. think he didn't work in was apparel. But I mean, you're yeah, selling shirts, you know whatever. That, right? But I mean, he he was service manager. He was he worked as a tech. He worked every department before he let him go and you know run the dealership, which I thought was really cool. A way, cool way to do it. Um, so before we get off of this, what was 
Was there a lot of conversation on the way yeah, down? Yeah, a lot of conversation. Um, like I said, that we were in a sprinter. Sprinters are kind of loud. Like I said, Malcolm's kind of soft-spoken. But uh, just telling stories about, you know, oh, well, when I used to do the Takate Enduro, it was a two-day event, and it would actually start in Takate, and it was 500 miles. It would go 250 to San Felipe, stay overnight, and go back. And it was like, an Enduro? It was an Enduro of 500 miles total. Holy shit. So, like, just all these cool stories about the past and... You know, just talking about racers and who he used to ride with. It's just so cool. Do you remember offhand? I know I'm dropping this on you real yep. quick, but like maybe not this trip, but I know you spent time with him before. Is there, was there any one question you really wanted to know about Malcolm that you've asked and he answered him? <sighs> what did we ask him? I asked him what his favorite bike was yeah. of all time, and I don't remember the exact model. It was a Husqvarna in the 80s, okay. and it was, it was a 400, I do believe. And okay. he was like, it's, the bike was just amazing. He's like, mm. do whatever you wanted. And it's, it's interesting to hear because you know he's ridden you know, everything. He hasn't ridden in a long time either, right? Um, I think he said his last race was 2010 at Takate. No shit. Uh, or no, uh, actually, it would have been Catalina because he raced the next day. But oh, um, that's right. That was I when we raced. Remember Kettle. that? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I think that was the last time he raced. He's ridden a little since then. But I mean, how is your body going to look when you're 80 after Dude, riding for your whole life? It's going to be fucked. It, absolutely. But he, the one thing he did say is, you know, my body's messed up, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Exactly. So how I, you want to go in your grave? Like exactly. you want to go in like skidding in there, man? I I used it up. Right. Here it is. <laughs> exactly. Just think Here how many is. memories that dude has, oh, and my just God. think. I know this is not on Malcolm Smith podcast, but think of the things he has done for people. Like he is huge in Mexico because mm-hmm. doesn't he have schools and, and yeah, he has an orphanage that orphanage uh, that he, right that he, uh, puts a lot of money into and things because Mexico and motorcycling has given him so much right. that he wants to to give back. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, one of the, the quick one liner story that I'll give that the last time I drove him down there that I just thought was hilarious is. I would say a lot of motorcycle, dirt bike people maybe are not necessarily Harley riders. Maybe right. we are. I, I don't know. I'm not personally. I'm not either. Um, but I remember I'm driving him, just he and I, and we get passed by this like really roached out looking chopper, you know, ape hangers, everything. And the guy blasts by us with stupid loud pipe save live right. sticker. Ridiculous. <laughs> and he blasts past us in the slow lane and it's quiet in the car. Just out of nowhere, I hear Malcolm go, now try to stop that piece of shit. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh my god, he's still with it. That's like, awesome. That's awesome. Anyway, so so back to the deal. I like this better. I know, me too. All right, um, go ahead. We we go <clears throat> we go down to Mexico. Um, like I said, oh, I'm sorry, we skipped the suspension part. So I got the wheels back from. You're gonna forget about race tech, dude. No, I, I'm sorry. They're right around the corner from my work too. So I, I mean, know. So I uh, got just the relax. Wheels, got the wheels like back. You're rushing this. I'm not trying to rush it. Just chill down. I'm a little nervous go ahead. for later. Uh, uh, get the wheels back. Um, there you go. I like this. You're relaxed now. Relaxed now. Okay. Uh, then uh, the suspension. I figured it was kind of roached out. No, it, it, it was roached. It out. ended up being more roached out than than I would have preferred. So I get. So <laughs> I go. Hey, Mike, take your stuff to Race Tech. They really have the good settings for you know off road. Let's get it done. It'd be a great test. It's good for them to get some feedback from you. Right there, I, I took it off. They're around the corner from my work. Yep. Um, I'm. So maybe people don't know. I'm a off-road fabricator. I work in Corona off-road yep. shop. So Corona's kind of local to everything. That's why I'm able to. It's the mecca. It's the mecca. Drop parts off, pick stuff up, um, right. real close. So I took my stuff there. Yep. And um, so I get a call, and and I know Mike dropped this stuff off to get done. And I get this call. I don't know. Oh, maybe a weekend. Maybe not even a weekend. A few days after you dropped it off, and go, um, hey Keith. 
I just want to let you know your 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 buddy's going to have to spend some money. And I'm like, what? I'm thinking, as you guys know, Racetech will do this stuff for free, you know, and we'll do a test on it and blah, blah. But your shit was Rose. jacked up. I so they know. caught it. They caught it. And I'm you glad didn't even did. see it. No, I mean, I knew one of the fork tubes was nicked. And I'm like, you're like, it's a nick. Whatever. They can sand nick. it out. Yeah, they can sand it out. Maybe it'll be fine. I'm glad they caught it. And I'm glad we fixed it right. So what that, was it? Uh, what wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it needed, you know, new uh, inner fork tubes. Expensive. Yes. yes. I mean, just that's what it costs. They're three hundred bucks a piece. Outers. Uh, outers had to get re-anodized. Yep. They re-anodized them black. Um, Which looks good, by the way. I wasn't into it. He first. Told, yeah, Mike's like, I don't like it. I'm like, dude, I think it looks. But sick. then once it all got on the bike and everything, yeah. I, I like the look of it. Um, just everything inside was worn out. I mean, obviously, when they do rebuild, they put on new everything. So Johnny's bump sticks and uh, and Richcrest didn't do a good job. I don't think they caught a lot of stuff that was in there. I mean, it was pretty beat up. So they valved it. They sprung it. They did it for off-road for your weight. Also, they had to get you know dialed in on the outer tubes right. and, and the inner tubes and those things. I mean, but, just the revalve and you know the gold valves and the springs and everything, that's that's 1100 bucks. That's what, that's what the retail right. cost is on it. And then... I had to come out of pocket another. Um, I believe it was like six hundred or something. I was almost eight, right? Uh, almost eight hundred bucks, and that's just what it is. I mean, you're buying a used bike, people. Exactly. So when you buy a used bike from Craigslist, you don't know what that bike's lifespan was like, and before you got it. If you go back to my archives, listen to the best used bikes podcast. I talk about how to purchase a used bike. There are certain things that you need to go do. You don't buy it at 10 o'clock at night in Ridcrest. Rushed. Rushed. Just because you're stoked on getting a YZ125. And I'm racing in a few days. Get your ass on the ground. Yep. Go underneath the machine. Yep. Look at the frame rails. Yeah. That is a telltale sign of how are they fucked yep. that bike is. Yeah. Is it smacked? Is it pitted? Is it just blown out? Right. Look at that stuff like that, stuff that they can't fix or hide. Right. Because you can't hide that. No. So, obviously, your frame rails were fine. They were fine, yeah. I mean, the basic stuff I looked at was fine, but it was, yeah, once they got into the stuff, it's like, oh, boy, this stuff's pretty fucked up. Right. So, it's, I mean, you got to fix it. They, they could have, I'm sure, and a lot of suspension shops do, just, okay, we'll just throw it back together and save you some money. But I don't want to save money. If it needs to get fixed, let's fix it. Right. So, they did, and uh, I got it back. Put it on the bike th- three, four days before I was leaving for Mexico. Yeah, so. they, they called me like, dude, I don't know if we'll be able to get it done. Right. And they did. They did. And I, I picked it up the Tuesday before I left on Friday. So Let me just tell you something about Racetech, and this isn't a, a Racetech ad. This is just straight up talk. Mm-hmm. I always tell, I like people. Mm-hmm. I'm a people person first. And then, yeah, you have to have a good product right. after that, right? But I feel like when you have good people, the product will show. Mm-hmm. Race tech is like that. And I always tell people, 10 years ago, I wasn't a race tech fan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when they approached me to do an advertisement, I was hesitant mm-hmm. because I didn't like their stuff that much. Mm-hmm. I revisited some of their stuff. They got Rob in there. Um, they got another guy, a couple other guys that I like in there. It changed the settings. The gold valves evolved. Things have changed. Mm-hmm. It's so much better. So... If you haven't had a race tech spec in in the past few years, go try it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I'm like you said, this isn't a bash. This isn't a, a, a sales pitch or whatever. No, but I, I mean, I I had had um, a setting from them in the past either that I wasn't exactly pumped on. Right. 
and I'm glad we revisited it because, as you'll hear when I get more into how the bike did, I was really impressed with the settings that they that they put on the bike. Yeah. Okay. So you got the stuff on. You headed down to Mexico with Malcolm and and uh... had a boner for Malcolm. <laughs> okay. Which we, uh... which was nice, by the way, when you posted that. People were like, oh, I'm going to Mexico. No, I wasn't going to Mexico. Yeah, you were not going. to I'm anti Mexico. I've been there. I've done Takati. I've done the Enduro. Yep. And I've done the Hair Scramble. Okay. I liked it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You're done. Great time. But I did it. I did the Baja 500. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Uh, Danny died. Yep. Kurt died. died. I'm out. Yep. I'm fucking done with Mexico. And I know people listen to this. Oh, man, it's, you know, it's not. You the- don't get it. It's, it's not the same. <clears throat> hey, yeah. I'm good. Right. If I want to ride something, I will find something here in North America. I'm good. But I understand why you go. I right. get it. I'm not hate common on people that go. Right. If yeah, if it's your thing, it's your thing. I, right. I'm not a, a Baja score type person, Baja one thousand guy. This is only the only time I go to Mexico is to race this race. I was introduced to it five years ago, and if you haven't gone, I recommend you do it. Chris may not. I recommend no, you do I, it. I I would say the event itself is fun. It's top notch. The the trails are the trails are insane. Almost always fresh. Oh my gosh. They cut fresh trails. It's not whooped out. Chances are, I would say 75% chance you will have wet dirt. Yeah, every every the last 4 out of 5 years we've had wet dirt. Right. And uh I mean it's a it's a good time. It's put on by a great Los Ancianos put it on. Uh it's a motorcycle club out of San Diego. They uh Get this out of here. They do <laughs> they do a great job. Um if you do want to do it, and I recommend you do, go to Los Ancianos' Facebook page, but do it quick because when signups open, it's sold out in one day. And it's, I think they cap it at three or 350. And oh, it's, that's cap- it. Yeah. Yeah. It's sold out same day. Yeah. And you can get put on a wait list and you can get, still get in, but it's really, really well renowned. And they have the best trophies, honestly. They have really good trophies. I have an under 30A championship mm-hmm. in Easy Ducati. On the championship. Shit. I'm a Mexican national champion. Oh, under 30A. Stop it. They give me a piece of petrified wood, Mexican uh-huh. yep. petrified wood. I have some of those. Do you? Mm-hmm. And a little glass triangle deal. Same it's deal. badass. They don't look the same every year, but they use the same. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool stuff. So we go down there. We get down there a little late on Friday night. Uh, I barely make it to sign-ups to get all my you know my rider number and all that, all that bullshit. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's commercial time. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. Thank you. Are you an older guy? You still like to go racing like me? And you want longer motos? Go to OregonOldTimers.com. No, they just don't go to Oregon and race. They go to Arizona, Glen Helen, Mesquite, Montana, Hangtown, Washougal, even British Columbia. I'm going to hit up two or three of these suckers next year. Ride. Bring your kids. They have a support class. It's a great time. I'm going to be there. Go camping. It's a good vibe. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. If you have any questions, hit me up, Chris, at Keyfring Testing, and I will help you out. See you guys there. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the KieferInkTesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. 
I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex Piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons, in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at VertexPistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com You looking to get a new hoodie for the wintertime? How about a hat? Or how about you're just going to be a good boyfriend or a husband and get your wife or chick something cool like a tank top 
or maybe even some socks. Go to fmfracing.com. Look cool at the track. Look cool when you go to dinner. Nothing else says I ride dirt bikes more than an FMF hat and t-shirt. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some dough. You can look cool, thank me later, get best dressed awards as you walk down the sidewalk. And hey, if I see you at the track wearing your FMF swag, chances are you will win something from Kiefer Inc. testing. So do it. Go to FMFRacing.com, get yourself some swag. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money. I will see you at the track with your FMF swag. Hey, are you guys looking for a battery for your bike? Is it dead? Are you pushing the button and nothing happens? Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Protaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips come on i am a sx race evo and fusion guy so go check them out protaper.com and if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions go to keyforinktesting.com there's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike go search around it's a fun article keyforink testing it's a great place to do it you know what else is protaper protaper.com thanks for listening we are back with the show me and mike Takati, YZ125, Malcolm Smith Talk, even a little emo talk coming up. Thanks for listening. It's 9 o'clock, and I'm excited, nervous. I don't know what to think about the bike because I haven't ridden it yet with the suspension. And let's just paint this picture. You had some issues at Takati before. 250F, you, you tested and, and uh, yeah, had some struggles. I had some struggles on 250F I rode down there. I you had this brand-new bike that's rebuilt. Yeah. Haven't got a lot of time no, on it. Exactly. Same and you're type like, of deal. oh, shit. A little nervous, and I couldn't sleep. I slept like shit. I went to two bed at 10.30 or 11 and was up a bunch of times, just nervous, basically. Was Gary Sutherland still partying at this time? Gary, I think he was in bed. He was good. Night before the race? Oh, he's good. Mm, he's fine. He's easy with that. But anyway. <laughs> um, I didn't see those guys until the morning of the race. <laughs> morning right, of the so- race, we get up. It's uh, 6.30 in the morning. Uh, my key time is 7.31. Um so get my bike, kind of, like I said, I haven't really ridden it. I put the suspension on it. And well, let's take this. How, how big of a fuel tank you got? 3.2. IMS. No. IMS. Dry brake or nah? Uh, it has the bolt, but no, I have the, um, Just the, the screw cap. cap on it. I okay. bolted the screw cap on it. Sorry, go ahead. Um, in the past, I had run out of gas before, which I think was that rich main And jet. I don't want to, Steve Mathis, you all the time, I interrupt you. No, but, go. Yeah, you're good. But I'm thinking about your bike. You have fast co-bars. I do. I, you like I that pref- comfort? I prefer them off-road, yep. I do not. You don't? I do. But I love the company. Uh, Cole, Cole is Jason awesome. Parsons, all those guys. Badass people. Really good people. You don't like the bars, personally? I because do. I just feel like they're fat visually. Uh-huh. But they do work well. Yep. yep. 
Um, anything else you want to add to the bike before we get to uh, performance? I put of it? obnoxiously big full wrap handguards on it. <clears throat> That's good for Takati. For Takati, I don't run them. I don't. Takati like has thick roots. The and, trees are gnarly. And cactus. That's spikes. a beer burp, that by the way. Burp. Uh, cactus, spiky stuff. Like I finished the race, and there's literally pieces of cactus sticking through the handguard that would have been in my hand. And so, you also have a PC pipe and silencer. I do. Oh, Mitch boy. Payton backed. Mitch Payton backed. I I went and bought it myself. Uh, God, you're an idiot. You, you, you're pissed off. Whatever. Um, Here's the thing, guys, real quick. And this is we're ranting a lot here, but I have my guys. I have my test guys. And the, and the part of they don't get paid. They don't get much money, if anything at all. Part of the perks is, hey man, I'll get you the parts. Let me just handle that for you. I'll, I'll handle it. But Mike. I live. I'm, I'm right there. I work right there. I'm just gonna, you know, I'll buy it. So he bought a pipe and silencer. I wasn't right. happy. I, and in America, I wouldn't have been able to run that silencer because it's not spark arrested. But we're racing in Mexico. Mexican don't give a so shit. So I put, you know, a little 304, the shorty. That sounds good. It sounds. You heard it today. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds really good. Yeah. Um, so I put that on it. Um, it has Raptor titanium pegs on it. Wow. Um, those are expensive. I, How'd I you like, buy those? No, actually, you, you had me test those. I tested them. Oh, we did? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't and, remember. I don't know if people know this. All Yamaha foot pegs, same, from like 02. Really? Same foot So pegs. I could bolt that on my new bike? Yep. No shit. Yep, same pegs. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, they work. It's better than those stupid... There's no way an 02 peg is as wide as my 2000... I say it's wide, but it mounts the same. Okay. Yeah, it mounts that's the That's what frame. I'm saying. No, it mounts to the frame the same way. Copy. Uh, so, <clears throat> head to the line... A little nervous. I wrote down when you do Enduros. I don't know. We'll, we should do an Enduro podcast at some point, too, on how they work, just because people need to do them. That'd They're be great. Um, you have your time. You're supposed to start four riders every minute. Um, I showed up, and there was a guy next to me on my left on a KT, or not a KTM, Husky 300 fuel-injected bike, and a guy next to me on a Sherco. And there were only uh, two other guys on my line. I don't know why there weren't four. Maybe somebody didn't show. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I do. People look at me kind of weird. Um, Shocking. When, whenever I go to a start line, I always shake the people's hand next to me. I always say good luck. It's just people when I race moto and I do that. Yeah, it, you don't want to do that. People look. That's at me, your enemy, dude. <laughs> apparently, people look at me real. Yeah, weird. Yeah, don't look at me. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going <laughs> to beat your ass. Come on. This this is a, okay. I'm going to write this down. Oh, yep. That's one thing you did wrong. Okay, go on. Keep going. What the, oh, shook people's hand. That's that's a bad move. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I'm friendly, so fuck off. Um, mm. That does that wasn't friendly. No. Uh, so first special test, kind of getting a feel for the bike. Did not start. It was dead engine start. Did not start first kick. So guy gets in front of me on the 300 Husky, and that is a hard bike to catch when it's wide open on mm-hmm. a 125. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of stuck behind him. It's single tracky, mm-hmm. hard to get by him. I had a near-death experience, which is going to kind of help snowball into the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably fourth, fifth gear, wide open on this straight section. Back end kicked up, and typical panic rev. Mm-hmm. And on the front wheel for so long, where you know you're debating, like, do to I bail? Off, right. Do I not? And yep. I didn't. And then it starts doing, like, a the wiggle. tank slapper handlebars, and I'm like, oh, boy. For the grace of God, the rear end came back down, and I kept going. But... <sighs> Mike, focus in on the bike performance okay. and not your shitty performance that, you, that <laughs> we'll, you did. We'll get more to that emo part later. Yes. Uh, we can start with suspension. Um, compared to what it was before, which was blown out and worse than I... Well, we found it was worse than I thought right. it was. Um, 
Racetech's off-road setting for this bike was really good. Um, through the little chop stuff that you know can kind of kick the bike offline in the back, especially when you're trying to accelerate. Sounds great. It sounds like Spencer was really good. And you almost ate shit. <laughs> okay, that was. I don't know what I hit a rock, something, whatever. Right. But uh, on little trail hack, it was really good. Uh, it kept driving straight. It never kicked out or did anything weird. And I'm thinking it's going to be really soft, maybe because it it was good on the plush stuff. Right. And I'm thinking maybe it's going to be soft for bottoming out or whatever. There were a few surprise jumps that. It's off-road. You never really know exactly what's in front of you, but you can see far enough. You're like, hey, I'm going to hit this. Where you can send it a little bit right. and jump stuff. And bottom resistance was really good. I have still, even we motoed today, I've yep. still yet to feel it go all the way through and get like a metal-to-metal. So you feeling. have enough damping feeling. Right. Okay. Without being, you know, too stiff or harsh. Right. Yep. Um, overall, uh, I thought they really hit, hit it for um, off-road setting just out of the box. I set the sag. How much you weigh? Go ahead. All right. 190? 185. Okay. Um, that's big boy for a 125. Right? I know. That's, yeah. So that, to, to, try to, to try to get a setting that's good for a 185-pound dude that's on a 125, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough because you want to have it hold up. Right. But you want to have it soft enough to soak that small shit up. Right. So that's pretty impressive yeah. that you didn't call him and bitch at me about that. No, no, no. It, it was <clears throat> really good. I set the sag. I called um, called my best friend in the world, um, actually... Um, Chris Travis, uh, Travis Preston. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I called Travis that guy. because I'm like, well, I would call Chris Kiefer about where mm. I should set the sag, but I mean, who knows Yamaha's? You don't want to call me about off road or beers. No, that's so Travis's I forte. I call Travis. Yeah, um, he said 101. Oh, yeah, it's older, so they had a, a higher reading back then. Um, he said 101, so that's where I said it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, well, Race Tech didn't recommend you a sag. They had a 105 written down. Okay, um, but I called him and he said. 101, and I thought also maybe... So you one... just want to shit on Race Tech and go with Travis. I don't know that I'd say that, but... <laughs> um, I knew that there's a lot of turns, a lot of turns down Which there. Which makes sense. You want to raise the so, rear up. So, you know, I'll raise the rear up. Maybe it'll steer a little quicker. Where's your fork height? Fork height was... I do it in inches. Oh, boy. I know. I'm a fabricator. That's fine. So, um, it was a quarter inch. Gold was a quarter inch above the triple clamp. Wow. What? A quarter inch? Yeah. I, you don't know what a quarter inch is, though. Not millimeters. No. What is that? I don't know. Do you know? No. Right. Just a quarter inch. No one else does listen to this podcast either, okay. Mike. Okay. Well, I apologize for that. A quarter inch seems like a lot. A quarter inch is not that much. A quarter inch is probably, probably like... Probably seven a mil? A quarter inch is probably five mil. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'm going to ask in Siri what this oh is on, on... Go ahead. Okay. Well, either way, the setting was good because the bike handled well. Um, And I didn't... When I set it... We're going to do this on air. Sorry, people. Hey, Siri. How much is a quarter inch in millimeters? 0.25 inches is 6.35 millimeters. Six millimeters. You said seven. 6.35. Okay. Okay. That, it's, it's a little high, but okay. Okay. Go ahead. But either way, the so maybe that gave it a little bit of a, um, not a raked out, um, opposite, a stink bug feel. Yeah. But like I said, there are a lot of turns down there. And I never got a twitchiness when speeds got high either. So, okay. like I said, they hit the nail on the head with their settings because it never got twitchy. Um, had a comfortable, plush com- feeling. Right. And sometimes I've had it where, you know, you're going real fast, wide open, a straightaway, and then it gets choppy, but you're slowing down at the same time. So, you know, all the rake that's in the bike goes out of it as you get on the brakes. Right. And sometimes you get a twitchiness. I never like had pitch. that. You don't have that much pitching. Ne- when, it, when it pitched forward a little bit, I never had that nervous feeling. Okay. So, suspension to me was really, really good. And you, on today, we were motoring at Glen Helen. You said it wasn't so soft nope. where you were. 
it blowing was, through the stroke no. and had enough dampening, had enough hold up. Yep. You didn't change the clickers. Nope. I did. Okay. I just bled them, fled the forks, and it was good. Okay. Um, uh, we did the. I did a story on the engine. Back to kind of what the story was. The engine's good. Um, those parts that are not quote unquote factory parts, quality. I haven't had one problem yet. Nothing's leaked aside from you know that vertex thing. is uh, has come around as well. I've I've had some experience with vertex that wasn't positive when I first when they first started coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, was a Honda CRF four fifty piston. Um, right. but the stuff that I've used in the past on a KTM recently and then on Suzuki mm-hmm. was really good. Yeah, I haven't had one problem with it. Did you know any power gain when you? When the bike you... feels faster to me than it ever has. Okay, I I don't know that that makes any sense. And it could be the jetting. Could be the jetting. Like I said, I jetted it correctly, which I'm sure helps a lot. And you have a V Force in it now, and the Pro Circuit stuff that's on it. Is the V Force a three or a two? I believe it's a three. Okay. Um, V Force like three. The it feels faster than it ever has. Um, I had bibs in it, like I said. So trying to get a bib spinning is on a 125 is a lot harder. Beer burp, go ahead. Beer burp again. Yeah, uh, is a lot harder to do than when it's a tube in it. You can feel that extra weight, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks on a 125. You know, 250 or 450. It's not that drastic an off road though. You know, like no, not. I as... feel like you have enough rolling momentum anyway. Right. So, and I'd rather have a little extra weight in off road. And that dead feeling, and not the getting rocks. a flat. For the rocks, bibs are the best. Yeah. I mean, you don't get bounced off your line or anything like that. Um, All right, so the total thing here, what we're trying to say is that on the 06YZ125, Mike, wrench rabbit kit, threw it in there. We'll, we'll get to it. Hold on. You're pointing at me. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you'll see pictures when we put it up, but Throttle Syndicate did the graphics yep. for it. Yep. And this is not to blow them either. I don't want to blow everybody. Is there anything shitty about this bike, Mike? No, nothing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nothing shitty. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because it's my bike or anything, but I've put on a lot of graphics. I fucking hate putting graphics on. It's a tough deal. I hate it. You look at my shrouds right now. <laughs> what did I say today? Yeah, it's they look horrible. awful. <laughs> I screwed that up. But these are the best fitting graphics I've ever put on. I use a heat gun, a little bit of Windex, and a credit card, which is what all I had um, to kind of get the bubbles out. I, I, I got you. Um, they went on so easily. I I haven't had graphics go on that easy in a long time. Even the you know the pipe side yep. um, number plate, it was fine. We've I I don't really have a graphic company at Kiefer Inc that we can use. I know Swap has his guys and things. And honestly, I'll tell you people straight up, I'm not a graphic person. I like stock OEM shit. So do I. I don't run numbers unless I'm going racing. Right. So I don't race a hell of a lot. So right. chances are you will not see numbers on my test bikes. Right. Because I did all that shit at Dirt Rider, and it's just lame. Right. Like, right. it doesn't make the picture look any better. Be like, oh, you got to have numbers. I-, I don't care. No, no, no. But, I mean, when you do a project bike, you obviously need to put on all of... You I know, don't. No, you don't. But when I do a project bike, you got to no, put no, on No, no, yeah, the graphics, of course. The graphics, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and Throttle Syndicate, I was going to say where I'm leading this, is Throttle Syndicate, the guys over there are, are awesome. They're pulp listeners. They like pulp. Right. Um, I met them at the track. Very good dudes. And also, I use Era. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys over there, Era Motoco is awesome too. Right. So there's only a couple people that I like their styles. Yep. And obviously, and, TS. And the bike, is one I of thought them. the bike turned out; it looked really good. It does look um, good. I, I I debated not doing numbers. I was worried for you for a bit. What? I just thought you'd screw it up. What? What part? The graphic. Well, I sent you an uh, okay to proof. Yeah, and I thought it was good. Okay, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, anyway, the graphics went on really, really easily. Um, with a little bit of heat gun and some Windex turned out really good. I think it looked really good. They have a lot of base uh, graphic designs, and I went with the one I thought looked the best. Um, Did you do a seat cover? Um, that didn't make it in time because okay. I told them too late. 
that I would. They did send you one. They, yeah, yeah. They okay. Sent me one. Um, so that didn't. Make, it would have just got fucking destroyed in mud anyway. So, yeah. Um. So that wraps it up for your bike. That wraps it up for the bike and the project. Is there was, anything that wasn't up to par? Because I know this is all cotton candy and pink lemonade right now. No, I mean. Um, no, no. Um, I bought a rear sprocket because mine was blown out. Renthal. Uh, I'm sorry. That's all they had. I'm sorry, Paul. Renthal is one of the worst sprockets. Oh my god. The their ultralight sprockets they go through. There's like butter, dude. They don't they don't last. Yeah, that's what I put on there. So we'll see how it looks after the mud because it was muddy as shit. Chain. Uh, I just firepower. I didn't have a firepower on there. I just have an O-ring. Do you have firepower chains right now at your house? I don't have one at my house. Okay, well you're getting some before you leave. Um, I just had an O-ring on there. I know a lot of people. I shouldn't have ran an O-ring. A 125, I've heard also, like, you know, it's more drag on the motor. Yeah. Um, people get really anal about it. I have an O-ring on there because I'm off-road guy. So the question I'm going to ask you is, are you happy with your purchase even after the money that you spent on it? Aside from the suspension being all fucked. Right. Yeah. I mean, anybody who has tried to find an 06 YZ125 knows that 1800 bucks is a fucking steal. Right. Because... I had, before this, I had another 125. Did I know you then? Yet? I don't know. I had a YZ125. Probably Adam Booth's homie, so who knows? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I had like an <laughs> 03, and I didn't know when I bought I didn't do any research. I bought it, whatever, rode it. I had some issues with the motor, but I didn't know when I bought it. It was a five-speed, and I hated it. Like, it just, it, it was never in the right gear, and I sold it because of the transmission. Okay. So when I went to find this bike, I knew exactly what I wanted. And it took me a long time to find the price that I spent, but... Do, now, are you going to keep this for a bit? Oh, yeah. This, uh, this is my personal bike. This is it. And I feel like this might be a nostalgia thing for you might keep it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you did sell it, you probably could make money off of it now. I probably could make money off it, but I have no desire to. I, right. I love riding it, and it's... You know, like, I always have bikes to test and ride, and, and which I greatly appreciate. Mm-hmm. But when I have a homie that... Oh hey, I want to ride, but my bike's broke. Or blah blah blah. It's a loner bike. It's a if we're gonna go somewhere and I don't want to fuck up a test bike, mm-hmm. I'll ride my bike. The question I also want to ask you because people listen to this and say, "Oh, you guys get shit for free." Blah blah blah. If this was your bike, we didn't know each other. Yep. You would pay for all this yourself. Yep. Not a problem. No, not a problem. Okay, so it, that's I always ask my guys that and you would tell me like hey i probably wouldn't buy this or this no i i totally would do all especially the 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 wheel set because i think it's really cool to get your stock hubs seracoded like when they were done i was like that looks bitchin right so bitchin for not that much money and i'm pretty anal about when when wheels i know when i people say oh did you get you know talon hubs and stuff to me it's rigidity is what I don't like. Sometimes it changes the character of the bike. It gets stiffer. I like having a stock rim. I'm not racing Supercross. I'm not worried about it. A stock Yamaha hub is strong. If I wanted to go to a stronger rim, okay, that's fine. I'd go to a DID STX. I like that rim. The A60s for me are way too too rigid. Strong rim, but stiff feeling. Supercross style? A60s are stiff feeling. So DID STX rims are the happy medium. You get a little bit more strength and not as much rigidity as an A60. The only issue I had with the wheels, not even an issue, it's called mud and slop, is when I got back after I washed it, I noticed that some of the blue 
started to I mean, you look at it, it kind of rubbed away it looks like it got rubbed by like a scotch bride or like a, a steel yeah it's pad. weird it's not like a pit no it's not like a pit it's i mean where we were riding it rained for half of the race and it was sloppy mud pits and it's 125 so the only option is to hold it wide open to try to get through shit so i mean just think about what that's doing in all that grit to right. your wheel i mean it's gonna get roached out looking um, right. it doesn't look totally roached out but you can definitely see some of the blue has worn away all right so that wraps it up for the 06 yz125 if you do not want to listen to this podcast further that's fine dip out now yep enjoy the the review on the bike get a used bike they're fun yep i would well, you wouldn't but you're right. i would get a used bike right but it, it depend on i would love to find a 2008 crf i was about to tell you fun fact what would you buy 2008 I would try to find a clean 08 450 because that is one of my fondest memories of when I really appreciate a 450. That's for a whole other podcast, but do you think it would stand up to a new bike? No, because I've ridden it mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. and we forget how good we have it now. Technology. I think along. we go back in our minds like, remember, oh, two strokes was so fun. They're yeah, not yeah. that fun. To me, they are, but... Uh, 08 450, it was fun at the time. Yep. They're still dated now. Okay. It's heavy. Yep. The engine is not as free-feeling. You know, just things that yep. have updated over time. But yeah, I'd like to get one because, obviously, when I was testing, that was the baseline bike for a lot of manufacturers. Like project, we, project bike? I'm sorry? Project bike? Engine? That'd be great. But I think that's kind of played out as well. I think 08's Racer X has done it. Oh, okay. Dirt bike has done it. I okay. don't want to be the same kind of dude and right. do the same shit. Right. Um, so, so you would buy a used bike? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, I'm not above all that. I know you think I like all new shit, and I do like new yeah, stuff because does. I do get that. But everybody like, does. I respect people that want to ride a dirt bike. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Right. Buy a used bike. If that's right. all you can afford and it keeps you on two wheels, I'm in. Especially, and I feel like, had I had my bike today at the track and had... Aiden got a brand new 125, and yeah. he was riding it today. Yep. If I had put his graphics on my bike... Would you have known the difference? No, absolutely not. If you would have took your, your handlebars and yeah, your yeah. handguards off, right. yeah, I would not have known. Right. So, so especially YZ125s, 250s, yeah. they're good from yeah. 06. And it's fun, too. I will give you, like, you, Aiden, and Dubox Kid was out riding all the 125s going right. up the hills at Glen Helen, right. and it's bitching sound. Like, I think it sounds <laughs> awesome. Like, right. oh, you go, yeah, just right. going ape shit everywhere. I yeah. think it's cool. 185 pounds is hard to keep up with them, but, you know. No, those two little whippersnappers are pretty good. Yeah, they're fast, too. So, anyway. All right, so that wraps it up for the 06 YZ125 with Mike. You guys do not want to listen to about, you guys Life. don't want to listen to Mike's experience at Takati, because we're going to cover that. If you guys want to know about Takati and what it's like, Keep listening. And also, I'm going to dive deep on Michael, my buddy's mindset lately after having a kid. We're going to have a little uh, intervention here on uh, live <laughs> on Kiefer Inc. testing because uh, uh, I have a new rule now yep. for 2020. All of my guys, my test guys, yep. um, I have a requirement, and mm-hmm. we're going to go over that requirement with you. Okay. So just like After Dark, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. And uh, now we're going to talk about the Los Ancianos. Takati hair scrambles. Enduro. Enduro. Oh, that's right. Are they ever going to go back to hair scramble? Uh, They did it once since I've been racing it. They swap back and forth, but it's usually just enduro. So overall experience, obviously you're an off-road guy. Yep. And I expect you to do good. Yep. I expect that myself. We have a buddy named Gary Sutherland. You guys know him. Sutherland. Sutherland. Not Sutherland. Yep. Like some people say. He has a buddy named Kelly Gellhouse. Some of you guys know Kelly. He's a bigger dude. He's very unassuming. Very Looking, unassuming. looking at Kelly, you would not think this dude could ride a dirt bike, but he can. I will give him that. I will give you that. Kelly can ride off-road well, but he's not in shape. He's had some heart problems before. You know? 
And uh, yeah, a, I know, I've heard. There's another guy that drives a car with a rack on the back of it and drives his uh, bike around in the car. And I have well, my buddy Mike here. So Mike raced it. You've won this race before. Uh, no, I have. This, I got second last year. Okay, in, second. Uh, so like I said, they usually cap it at 300, 350. So what class do you ride, Mike? Uh, now I ride vet. Vet what? A vet? It's just vet. Down there, there's whatever. No, there Open. are no levels. So you've down got there. second in the vet class. I got, last year, I got second in the vet class and thirteenth overall out of three hundred something. So last year was good. good. Last year was good. That's and, that's that's norm for you. And actually, vets last year beat all the open guys. So it was pros and yep, then no vets. hate comms on the old dudes because old dudes can haul ass. Right. So we get here. Now we're here. We got this at YZ125. Gary talks shit to Mike saying. You have a built-in handicap. You're picking a 125 because in case you don't do good, you have an excuse. No excuse. Like, the the the, the trails are tight. A YZ125, yeah, maybe not be the ultimate machine, but it's fun. Right. And you can do some damage on that bike. 250F would be ideal down there. Okay. But I like this bike. But now you race. You almost had the death experience. You yep. backed off the yep. rest of the time. Yep. You called me. I always get the – anytime my buddies race, I'll, we'll talk. We'll download the race. How'd you do? How'd you feel? I like to know these things. He says to me, I had that near-death experience, but I felt like I rode okay. No, no, no oh, bullshit. Sh- hold on. Nope. You said, I was a little bit timid. First text. But I had fun, and I felt like I rode decent. It wasn't on text. It was just over the phone. So don't even worry about checking your text. Okay. So I'm still checking. Tell me something. Okay, this is what I wanted to get into. I expect more from you, correct? Yes. You Concentrate always... on what I'm saying here. Don't worry about the text so much. No. You got beat by Gary's buddy, Kelly. First text I sent back to you, not pumped on how I rode. Okay. We're going we're gonna to find out why in a minute. Okay. But you should have rode better. Correct. And your mindset has been somewhere else. Since June 19th. Since you had your son. Right. Which is normal. Which I understand. This all started. Uh, you found out about this. Go ahead. Cowie intro, no? Go on. That's where I'm going. Go ahead. Okay. Um, about a week and a half, two weeks after I had my son, uh, we're going to go to Cowie 250 intro. 2020 KX250 intro up at Zach, uh, no, Castile uh, Ranch. Castile Ranch. Go ahead. So that morning we were doing like a, a double header kind of thing. That morning we were going to the A Stars thing at Milestone. 2020 Alpine Star intro at Milestone. Yep. Kiefer goes meet me there. I'm like, okay. Just woke up and was like, Keeper's good at reading me. I'll tell you that much right now. Let me just tell you something. There's a couple things I'm good at. And I don't, if I'm, I don't like beating my chest. I'm I'm good at this. You know me. I don't care. Yep. I can ride a dirt bike okay. Yep. I can test okay. Yep. And I feel like I'm empathetic to people. I can walk into a room, Mm -hmm. figure it out who's in there and how I should act if that's what's needed. And also, when I know my wife, my friends, I know when you're off. I know when something's up. Yep. Something, something's up. I usually feel like I'm good at that as well. I know you. I can tell your moods when I'm around you. But either way, we show up, and I just like I woke up and was kind of like, Ugh, I don't know. Like I kind of just didn't feel like going. Like I, So I went to the milestone thing. Stop right there. Okay. Another thing Mike does, he doesn't communicate with me. He's so scared of, of, of disappointing me or telling me, like, okay, yeah, we planned on doing this. He couldn't call me and say, hey, man, I'm really tired. Oliver's been up or I'm just not into it. I'm good with it. I understand it because 
of the life that you're having now. Hold I, on, let I me finish. I made you a promise, though. I don't. It doesn't. I understand promises, that, but there is some caveats to some of these promises. You are a new dad. You yep. have shit going on, and we joke a lot. Yeah. So when I say, you know, we mess around, say, "Yep, be there." You know, you think I'm serious. Like you really think I'm like serious. Yeah. And you always say, "I don't know how to act around you because I don't know if you're serious or you're fucking with me." I'm you, learning. You, okay. Okay. So let me go. Oh. So it's my podcast. So <laughs> Michael Allen podcast. So we get a I get to milestone, and he can just tell by my cadence and the way I am being that something's off, and I don't want to be there. So he goes, "Hey, you don't have to go. I'll give you this." He said, "You don't have to go to Cowie Intro tonight because we're going to drive up together. Um, we're going to meet in Glendora afterwards. Leave my truck, car uh, um, car pull up together." Mm-hmm. So he goes, "You don't have to go," and. I'm the kind of person where I told you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Okay. Even if I'm I respect miserable. that's what I like about you. Go Even on. Even if I'm miserable, I'm going to do it. That's not good. I, okay. Because then you bring everyone else down. Okay, we'll get there. Okay. So, uh, milestone, whatever. He tells me I don't have to go. I go, no, no, no. I want to go. We're going to do it. This is going to be my first time leaving my kid. You know, this podcast is going to be full of hate comms from people, I'm sure, <laughs> that are like, oh, you're a big fat pussy. You're all blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a sensitive guy. <laughs> you're so sensitive. Oh, my God. As my wife's calling me right now, too. Um, so I could probably answer that, and she would say, my husband's a pussy, is what she would say. So God. I'm like, okay, after that, <clears throat> I was going to leave Milestone. Can we hurry up with this? Okay, swing by swing yeah. by my uh, my in-law's house, say goodbye to my wife, and then meet, meet Kiefer. Okay. Go by, do that. It started with me meeting you, and I was sleeping in my car because I was so tired because I had a new baby. Right. Sleep in the car, get in your car. We get about an hour onto the road, and I'm like, fuck, what happened? I forgot, forgot my phone in my car. So now you're tripping. Boss. Now I'm tripping. I'm already bummed out. I don't have any contact to my wife and my kid, and I'm tripping. It's another beer, beer burp. burp. Um, I'm emotional. I, I miss my kid. I miss my wife. I love my wife. There are pe- I have so many friends who are like, oh, I can't wait to go ride with my homies and get rid and of my wife. Pitching the choir, dude. And blah, blah, blah. I love my wife. I love nothing more than hanging out with my wife and I my understand kid. this. So go ahead. Now where are you at? So what I'm saying is this was so unlike Mike. Mike is a trustworthy person. You know you have that buddy that you um that you load up and unload and your buddy's just on it. Like your buddy's helping you. He knows where shit goes. You don't have to ask him. He's very helpful. And then you have the buddies that just pick their fucking ass. You show up to the track. They're stargazing. They're saying, oh, so-and-so's here. They're looking at the track and you're unloading and you're doing all this shit. Mike, you're not that guy. You're on it. You know the program. You know when we're shooting photos. You know when we're shooting statics. You were all fucked up that time. You weren't helpful. You weren't... I didn't know this part. You weren't very helpful. You weren't uh, on it with with the statics. Your photos look like shit. You were were very... um, upset at yourself. You were very, like, down on yourself. And it was very, like, noticeable to Heather and I. We're like, wow, he's out of his game. So I put Mike on a pip. Mike, I said, just relax. Take care of your family. Get your mind right. And, and you know that I'm straight up. Like, yeah. I don't care. Right. It's fine. Like, you need to get your shit correct yep. at home to make sure you're okay to go help me. Because I need when it's time to help me, we got to do this, right? Yep. Right. But I get it. You got a family. You got other shit going on. You need to do you first. And you're like, no, I'm fine. You always say that, but I know you're not. So you did take some time yep. after that. You're like, yeah, and you and you realized a little bit, like you took a step back, yep. and you're like, 
okay, I need to get my shit correct. And you did. But I think when men have children, and not, maybe not all of them, they hold on too tight. Like, I know when I had Aiden, I was like very, um, I was timid. I was like, man, I have a family. I can't do this, this, and this. And we start getting out of our game. And it almost hurts us more than helps us. Um, I feel like that's where you're at with your situation because you love your family so much. You don't want to do certain things to hurt them or hurt yourself that could hurt them. And then it ends up getting out of sync, so to speak. And then you become out of sync. This is the things that I've noticed. So. What I learned for me was I just needed to continue to do what I did and still hold my love in my heart for my kids and my family and pay attention to when it's time to be with them. But when it's time to do me, dirt bikes, or my job, I'm all in on that. Right. Not a foot in and a foot out. Right. So to go back to this Takati thing. (laughs) The yep. Takati race, I feel like you wanted to go because it's your normal. Yeah. But your mind wasn't normal and you didn't know how to race with this newfound ad- addition to your family. Yep. So then you're like, I can't get hurt. I can't do this. And that is detrimental to you. My performance. And your safety. Yeah. I can't tell you people out there listening that's made it this far in this podcast. (laughs) You can't fucking think about, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to do this. You can't think about it. You're riding a fucking dirt bike. Right. Shit happens. You're going to get hurt. Right. Eventually. Yeah. But if you think that way, you don't have respect. And that's that's another thing that's a weird thing about. You don't have respect in areas where you just pin it. Right. I'm like, this guy's going apeshit. And then other areas where you just need to go race and do your thing and not think about the bad. Right. You don't do that. Yeah. So I'm like, dude. So here's what I want to present to you and the people that have this problem that maybe if you're a new dad out there listening, look, when it's time to race and if you decide I'm still going to ride dirt bikes after my kid, you need to concentrate on that when you're doing that. You can't say, oh, man, I miss my family. I I love Oliver so much. It can't just be me. I'm not the only one. No, you're not. That's why we're having this podcast. All right. Because I'm telling you, I was at your level, and I figured it out Like, because it was hurting me. I rode shittier. I wasn't having as much fun because I was preoccupied with shit at home. Luckily, I have a cool wife. You have a cool wife. Right. You don't have a bitch for a wife. Why the fuck you going riding? Yeah. You don't need to ride no more. You got a family. We don't have that. Right. There's guys out there listening right now that have that wife. Yeah. That, that That's it. it. So hard. You're done riding. Why are you still riding dirt bikes? You're you not got a kid a anymore. You're not a kid. You got yeah. a job. You're going to get hurt. Right. Fuck that. Right. If you're going to ride dirt bikes, ride dirt bikes. Right. Concentrate. Learn technique. Figure your shit out. And then when you're done and you load it up, you're done. put it back on your family. Right. But you can't blend the two together. You can't go half in, half out. Because you're going to get hurt that way. Yep. Okay? I want to give you a little... Piece of advice. You know what? how I do it? I will drive. If I'm driving to the track, there's all kinds of shit that's on your mind driving to the track, right? I think about Heather. I think about Aiden. I think about my job. I think about all the shit I got to do. But I also know when I get to that track, I'm thinking about the track. 
what I got to do, how can I get better, and that's it. But I also know before I get to that gate and unload, I have respect. Okay, motorcycles are dangerous. I need to be careful, but I'm going to have that in my mind, the back of my mind, to be careful, but I'm still going to learn and focus in on what I got to do. You're not good at that yet. No, no. These are all things, like I said, I can't be the only one. Like you said, I'm not. I was all fucked up after having my kid. Why? I don't know. Everything was new. Like okay, but I'm asking you as not a man. fucked up in a bad way. I was fucked up. When you I have was... any? You, hit Michael at keyferingtesting.com. Yeah, go hit ahead. hit him up. Hit me if you're a dad listening to this. Hit Michael up. If you want to call me a pussy? Go ahead, email me that too. Give him both fine. sides. That's, That's fine. fine. When I after we had him, my wife and I. My wife is a fucking awesome. I She's love, awesome. I love my wife. The you old, have a good wife. She wants me to race. She wants me to ride. She wants me to do whatever I want. She wasn't pumped she, on me racing in Mexico. She doesn't bitch at you. No, she doesn't bitch at me. Um, she's a savage. Um, she has no emotions. You're you're not the dominant one in your relationship. No, I'm not. Right. Um, but after we had him, when I went back to work, I was fucked up. I didn't want to go back to work. I would come home upset. I like I missed him. I, I feel like I'm missing out on my kid growing you're up. You're the chick. Yeah, I was the chick. Absolutely. Right. Um, and my wife has the feelings too. Though she was there she, as well. She has that feeling, but I feel like she can deal with them better. Right. You're probably right. But yeah, I was all fucked up. Like I would come home when we would ride. I wasn't fully into riding. I was no. thinking about you it. You wanted to ride and hurry up and leave. I wanted to ride. Yes. Here's where Chris figured it out the most. I think where yes we usually will ride. We'll get done. I will load the bikes. We'll just chill. We'll go get lunch. Then I go home. It was the point where we would ride before Chris is even loaded up. I'm changed, loaded, and I'm like, all right, guys, later. And he's like, something's fucked up, because that's not me. But that's not even the real reason. Here's what I look at, and this is what I wanted to talk to you about on this podcast, because I just want you to keep... Dirtbacks has been there before Elise. Right. It's been there before Oliver. Right. That shit shouldn't change because you have a family. Your your focus is your family, right? Your right. focus... That's on me again. Your focus <laughs> is your family, but that dirt bike, those things keeps you whole right keeps you focused keeps you sane for your family if you do stuff differently either a you could get hurt or b you maybe you won't even ever ride again because it's not fun anymore right and that's kind of one of the things the 125 brought back for me this sounds dumb bring a full circle whatever but when i ride my 125 i have fun i just like riding that bike it's fun for me and it kind of brings back a little more joy when i ride riding it i don't know why it's hard to explain or whatever but are you scared of getting hurt? Not really, honestly. I'm I'm not scared of getting hurt. Do you push your levels anymore that now that you're older? Not as much as I did. Okay. Um like we you've seen me ride when I you say I don't have respect for off road. Um, you don't. You don't have respect for the desert. Okay, what about when I moto? You have too much respect. I, I ride a little too timid. Yes. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. So you're back and forth. So that's what I just want to say. I want you to concentrate on riding when you ride. And then and focus in because I see that too much from guys, and I was like that at one time. But I see that too much from guys when they have a family, they have so much disconnect now, and they try to ride, and then they get hurt. Disconnect and like you and I talked about yesterday on the phone. Yeah, trying to get a program together is hard. So for twenty twenty, my guys that test for me, I told you this, and I'll tell people this so they know. I want my guys to have goals. Goals help me 
focus, get better, and holds me accountable for things during my year. I have two goals per year. That's my thing. But the requirement is now you, Vaj, Joe, guys that are involved in keyfering testing, which isn't that much, you need to have a goal. So before January 1, you have to write down and send it to me of what you want to do and how you're going to achieve that. You have to lay it out for me. That's a requirement because that's going to make you focus on something other than your family. Right. And that might sound fucked up. No, it doesn't. But you need something else. A lot of people, a lot of these guys are miserable because all they do is just family shit. Family shit. I have friends that are like that. Family's number one. I want to spend time with Aiden and Heather as much as the next guy. Right. But... Heather's got shit she wants to do. Right. I got shit she wants to do. Aiden's got shit he wants Aiden to do. Aiden has to see his parents be goal-driven. Right. Otherwise, he's not going to have a spine. Right. He's going to be a jellyfish. If you, yeah, if, if you see your parents achieving things and doing things and being preparing, preparing for things like what you did for motocross this year, and then it shows him. That is why you listen to these podcasts. I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve, but there's a... A lesson behind that. You don't fucking say, well, I didn't do it. That's it. That was a nice try. Okay, I'm out. Right. You fucking work at it again. Right. Shit happens. So that's going to be you next year. So you're going to go home, talk to your wife. What can we do? When is a good time to do it? Pick a goal. You're going to work at that goal. A or two? I just want one from you guys. Okay. That's all I want. No, that's that's fair. And it could be anything, but it has to be a racing-oriented goal. Okay. Mammoth. I told you, if you're an off-road guy, you want to go to ISD, I will help you, but I know you don't want to. I'm just no, saying. I do. I'm just not ever going to be fast enough. There's another thing. Oh, boy. Why are you so negative? How do you, know, how do you know you're not fast enough? I mean, why? When they change the way that you qualify? No, stop. Oh, boy. You haven't even worked at it one time. That time you tried, a dirt, that tried, tried a dirt rider? Time times. Okay. I've but, tried four times. But I feel like your structure wasn't good. You mm. rode a freaking RMZ250. That was the one time. That was horrible. That's all Pete would give me. Thanks, Pete. Pete's a dick. <laughs> so, I, you, what I'm saying is mindset. I'm not Rhino, okay? I'm not going to be fucking posting Instagram shit about mental things, but I know you have to have a strong mental outlook to achieve anything in life. When you go to work and you got all this fabrication, you have a strong mental outlook because you know what to do, you have a plan, and you're going to execute it. Right. That's the same thing with racing. It's the same shit. Right. It's the same thing with life. That's the same thing I teach Aiden. You have to have a plan. You have to execute. And then if you fail, you reevaluate what you did wrong, and then you learn, and you move on. This is what we're going to do with you and the guys. That's good. I- I'm in. I do. I don't know what the goal is yet. I, well, you have. I, I got a week, two, two weeks, two weeks. Figure, to figure it, out. it out. Okay. Now, does it have to be something that we all do together? As, no, as the group. I no. You can be your. It's your personal goal. Whatever it is, okay. you need to work at that. My, my I mom, will try to help you in right. the fact of parts, bikes, yeah, yeah. whatever that is. I want to try to help you achieve that. The hardest thing for me is going to be. I'm not making excuses at all yet. Yet. You're going to be just like the normal blue collar dude. You got a, you got a job and you got a family. That's the hard part is finding time to train, finding time to balance. Balance, but, balance. Especially my wife works nights. Balance has been the hardest thing for me to find. But you have to get it in somewhere, sometime. You're right. And if that means you have to switch before you go to work to get that time in, you do that. If that means you have to switch to do it at night, you do it. 
this is where the mental toughness comes in. You always said, I'm wired the same way, Kiefer. I can do the same shit every day. Da, 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 da. I'm structured. But you're not, when it comes to getting off of your program, it fucks your whole thing up. That's hence the kid fucked me up. That's fine. But now you're five months in, you know the kid's program, you know where you can fit some time in, and it doesn't take much. Right. Okay? It doesn't take much to go ride a couple hours. Mountain bike. Mountain bike, train, get ready, get your mind right. So that's what I want from you. Okay. That's what I need. It's fair. Because I think you will become smarter and a better person and overall a better rider because now you have something to look forward to. Right. That's me at least. And then let's say this experiment doesn't go right. That's not how you're, that's not how you're wired. That's not what you, lo- you like. But then you learn something else. Right. So this is our intervention <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> for you. Oh my god, our phone calls have my been good. My buddy Mike has months. been struggling lately and I wanted to put it out there for everyone to listen to because everybody has kids. Everyone has some sort of issue and and it's just commonplace here. I always wanted to have a podcast about life, Dr. Drew, love, here. boning, problems. I like it yep. because it helps us in life. Yep. Everyone has them. Not everyone no one's perfect, dude. You're a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> I am, and that's fine. I am the sensitive one in my relationship. There's no doubt about that. Here's, I, put it back on me now. What do you got? No, what do you got what, for you? How? Like, what am I? Am I? Am I a pussy or am I too gnarly? Uh, you're a dick to Heather sometimes. Okay. Uh, and who else called you out? Steve called you out. Well, what do you explain the dick to Heather? Go on. Come on, and it's your guys' program. Everybody's relationship right. is Go their ahead. own deal. This is great. You'll come home, mm-hmm. Heather. Uh, pff, are there any sandwiches available? Yeah. What's wrong with that? F- that's not acceptable. Available? How the about, word available? How about like a, hey, honey, uh, you think you could make me a sandwich, please? You won't even say please. I do say please. You do Here's not say please. Here's the thing please. about Heather and I. Just like you said. That's your deal. is how we work. Yeah, that's how you work. That's fine. She's the same way. When she comes, is this done? Uh, no, I didn't do that. Okay. So when she comes home, she knows that we're going to have dinner together. Right. So when I'm asking her, I just use different language than you. I'd say, hey, is there any turkey meat available? <laughs> and to you, that sounds like a cock. Yes. It's not. That's yeah, just... I mean, I'll say mean shit to my wife, too. We, we, uh, we nick- but you're very, very good at helping your uh, wife. You're better than me at it. You're very like attentive to your wife. Right. I'm not as attentive to Heather. I'm the sensitive one. Like you said, I'm the bitch. Yes. And- I feel I'm like I'm the bitch, but I'm not a bitch. No, you don't let her run you because no. she's not that way anyway. No, 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 she's not that way anyway. But but I have buddies that are like that. Right? They're 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 chicks. Nothing run makes me happier than doing nice things for my wife, though. That that's that's awesome. I like doing stuff with Heather. I just don't do it much because I'm busy <laughs> and I'm tired. <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. Okay, so okay. we're gonna have a goal, okay. and this is what I want people to do. If you're still with us, you might have ditched this podcast yeah, a long time ago but if you're still with us i want to get everyone involved with us i want our listeners out there to pick a goal so if you're listening to this and you have some sort of connection with what we're talking about find something that you want to race pick a goal share it with me share it with mike email me put it up on social media Hashtag Kiefer Goals, something in there so we can follow you and your progress. I want to promote this a little bit. Tell me your story. Tell me what you want to do. Tell me your goals. Email me. Tell me on social media. 
I want to put some of these up on my website and I want to follow. Basically, I want to create a page of everyone's goals yeah. and put it up on Kiefer Inc. Testing with a tab that says goals. And you click on the person. How's it going? And how are you doing? Right. So people can follow you along. Because some of these people don't have families that give a shit about what they do. That's true. I, I feel like we're their, their family. Because some of their, maybe their, their blood family doesn't give a shit about dirt bikes. Right. And we're the only ones that could relate to them. Right. So pick a goal, people. Strive for it. Work at it. Get to it. And focus in on it. And then if you don't achieve it, it's okay. There's another, there's another day. Do you know what yours is yet? Yeah, or, so or... I'm going to go back to the Outdoor Nationals, and okay. I'm going to race three Outdoor Nationals. Okay. I'm going to do it on the low key with my you wife. You need all the glitz and glam. Like I don't time. like it. I don't yeah. like having all I of that I could tell that bullshit. last year when we were hanging. I don't I feel like tell. I deserve it. Yep. I don't deserve all that shit. You definitely didn't deserve it last year. I didn't. No. You're absolutely right. You don't have to say that on your breath. I don't. <laughs> like, the bike wasn't for me. Right. It was good, but it wasn't for me. Right. I wanted to ride my own bike. I want to buy my own van. I want to have my own people around me. I want to have my comfort zone. Do you know what three? Yes. What? First three. First, okay. So SAC, yep. Paula, yep. and then Colorado. Okay. And I'm 99% sure I'll be on a YZ450F because that's the bike I like the most. More than I, I purchased one. I, I know. Just like I purchased a Husky last year. This year, I wasn't going to purchase a bike, but I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I want to hold myself accountable. I bought a bike. I can do what I want with it. I don't have to give it back at a certain time. And now we're going to go race to try this again. Try and teach my kid a lesson again. We're going to go try. And other one? Uh, I haven't decided on that yet. It'll okay. be after that. Okay. So I'm going to I'm doing one goal at a time. I'll reassess after that one and maybe it'll be the same thing. Maybe it'll be a vet race. Maybe it'll be mammoth. Maybe it'll be something just different, you know? Right. Maybe I'll go to Loretta's. If Aiden wants to go to Loretta's, Maybe I'll go do that with him because right. I sucked it up when I went there too. So I want to do, and this isn't my goal. Racing, I want to race. I want to do more off-road stuff with, with with our thing. What we do? What's our thing? Kefir Inc. Kefir Inc. That's what I got. I heard from multiple people down in Takate. Oh, I love the Kefir Inc. thing. I love it. Blah blah blah. Tell Chris we want more off-road. Tell Chris we want That's more off-road. I would love to do more, right. but you know the deal. Yeah. I'm spread I, thin. You don't do anything. I don't do anything but I'm just besides fucking with you. No, I don't do, do anything besides work. No, I know. The, all you do is work. I, I, I ride, I right, talk, I type. Right. That's so it. I want to give the people more off road. And if people have anything specifically, don't give me fucking weird shit. Don't go, oh, I want to see your review of a gas gas trials, whatever. But give us some, We are doing Shirkos. We no, we are doing Shirkos. But give us give me some emails. Michael at King Frank Testing. If you want certain things, I'd like to go through a filter of what people want to see. Right. Off road testing wise. You know what I want to do? Bikes you want to see? What What do you want? I want to do an ATK five sixty test. My dad has one still. I want to revisit that thing. Well, re- revisit it. How long has it been? It's a nineteen eighty five. It's before I was born. Nineteen eighty five ATK five sixty. Is it all together? It's not. It's the rear drum. That's what's not. They didn't have the eighty six had the rear disc by the engine. Okay. Oh, it did up by the counter shaft. Yep. Yep. On yep, the yep, other yep, side yep. of that. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 Okay, but no, I want more off-road. So if people want to email me and tell me the, the bikes you want to see tested, within reason, don't give me some off-niche European bike, whatever. We're going to try. We're getting a hold of Shirkos. Yes. That's, that's next on our list. Look, in this podcast and this show, look, I try to encompass a lot of things. Obviously, testing is number one. 
I want to make sure that is out there and it's honest and it's truthful and it's quality testing information. Number two, we're just normal dudes. I'm a normal human being with problems. Uh, I love dirt bikes. Sometimes things get in the way of dirt bikes. I understand that. But I want to, to encompass a lot of shit in this podcast. I just don't want to be a dirt bike dude. dude. Yeah. That's number one. But just like this, this interfere, interferes with some other shit in your life. And I like talking about it to help you along. Right. Um, I think other people can relate to that. There's a lot of dudes out there that love to ride and that hit me up on his emails and said, man, I haven't ridden in 10 years because I had a family. Right. And the wife wasn't pumped. And I had to put my money in and put my kids through college. And da, 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 da. now I'm back riding. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You find your way back. That's life. This is what this podcast is about. It's life with dirt bikes. Right. So, I mean, you guys have some stories. You guys know I get a lot of them sent to my email, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Again, pick a goal. Tell us what it is, how you want to do, and how you're going to achieve it, and tag us. Email me. I want to follow this with you guys. I want to try to help you guys as well. So, it's fun for me, and hopefully that'll get you motivated to get off your asses and do something, Mike. Yep, yep. I will. Matt Servog, if you're listening to this, you're next. You're getting an earful, yeah. too. Uh, Matt I'm, Matt he, works his ass off, Yep. but he's he, going to have to pick something. He's a blue-collar dude, too. He's going to have to pick something. Matt, if you're listening, Liam called, and you got to start. You pick it up. Ride better. Liam's beating you on the 85. That's unacceptable. And we're going to have to uh, figure out the 10-minute Vaj situation and uh, get you motivated again. And Mike's texting his wife because he's tripping balls already. So I'm this not convers- tripping balls. This uh, podcast did nothing for him. It didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this wonderful off-the-wall podcast. Please support the advertisers that support this podcast. It keeps this crazy shit up and moving. Yep. 2020 is going to be bigger and better. Yep. Got some new equipment coming we just talked about. That'll be fun. Off-road. And we got a banner. The first banner ad on Kiefer Ink Testing, RockyMountainATVMC.com, is back. That's going to be clickable. You guys can direct that to the Rocky Mountain page and purchase the products. Do we know you... what the percentage is? There a percentage? No, there's okay. no percentage. Okay. There's no discount code. Are Mike. you pumped on this banner? To help you, it will. I'm, help. I'm 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 excited because now Rocky Mountain can trace who is listening to yep. this podcast. Because yes. I have a lot of guys that go there and say, "Hey, I'm purchasing stuff because of the pod." Right. But there's nowhere to do anything. Right. Like, there's no. We well, can put it in the notes. Yeah, you can't put. No, a no one's going to look at the notes. You can't put a number to it. So now they're going to be able to click this. So now there's going to be a direct page yep. for me, and they know awesome what's going on. Good. And of course, flyracing.com. If you want to look cool, you like your fly racing? Go ahead. I was going to say, let me interrupt real quick. Fly Racing Patrol Jacket. I'm off-road guy. Fuck, that jacket is good. It's, uh, it's a vest, it's, right? It, no, it's a, well, it's a jacket, but the sleeves come off. Okay. The sleeves were in my gear bag today. Nice. Um, it's got really good ventilation, really good pockets. Uh, the jacket, most off-road jackets that I've had are really hard, like a, like a not hard, uh, firm. Okay. And just don't flex very well. This yep. jacket's really soft. Uh, sleeves come off. They can go in the back pouch. Best. Best off-road jacket I've worn, honestly. How many have you worn, though? Uh, I don't want to name brands, but I've worn... Go ahead, name brands. That's uh, what we do here. I had the Thor one that I liked for a long time. I had a Moose one that I liked for a long time. I had a Fox one that I still have that's pretty good. Okay. Um, 
and probably but fly is the best. Fly is the best one I've tried. And then I also just wore the XC patrol gear in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Really good, and I like the colorway. Nothing a lot. got torn on the manzanitas. Uh, little tears, nothing bad. Okay. Um, but their off-road gear is really good as well. And you even liked, you said you like the colorway a lot. I do. They, sometimes gear. they got better colorways than that stuff. That's yeah. cool. It's not just black. Yep. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Mike's going to be on uh, his best behavior now. <laughs> if you want to uh, punish him, just hit him up on his email and uh, tell him what he should do. He tell looks, me about how your emo, too. And he looks okay. very tired right now. So. He has uh, meetings 8 o'clock for Basement Husbands. We can have Thursday Basements night. at 6, Mike. Wednesdays, not 8, 6. Okay, well, we can have meetings on Thursdays about being emotional about having a child. Emo nights emo on nights, uh, Wednesdays at 9. Yep. That's after the basement. <laughs> That's after the basement. You're just getting beat down by life. Yep. Emo night yep. here. Dashboard Confessional will be here playing live. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you. Uh, Mike's two beers deep. Thank you.